So if you find someone who's got a lot of wealth and they give a lot, that person is close to Allah. Because Allah says, when we give you something, use the gift we gave you to get closer to Allah. Some people, we gave them knowledge. Use that knowledge to get closer to Allah, to get Jannah. You have knowledge in a field, even if it is some form of education. You are a school teacher. You are someone who can teach others. You are a lecturer. If Allah gave you something, give it to others. That's how you will get your Jannah. Subhanallah. And the same applies if you have something like wealth. Some, if you have some expertise in some field, teach it to someone else. Subhanallah. That's how you'll get your Jannah. Allah wants the world to progress, not to go back because of your selfishness. I mentioned many times that sometimes, <laughs> you know, it's unfortunate to say this, but people today feel so offended if someone were to ask them for their recipe. Oh, I like this food. Can you give me the recipe? They say, no, I won't. I mean, I hope that's not the case amongst us, but it is the case amongst many. You can't even hand it. So your recipe will die with your death. Subhanallah. Allah says, if you continued it a little bit, perhaps people will give you dua for free. Allahu Akbar. May Allah grant us goodness and ease. But the point I'm raising is the issue of family and community. It has been stressed so much by Islam. Your paradise is closely connected to how you treat your family members, especially those who don't get along with you. Wow. Wow. Why? Because when the more difficult it is, the greater the possibility of you entering Jannah with ease is. The Prophet Muhammad when he recited verses of maintaining family ties, maintaining community ties, maintaining this, maintaining that, do you know what? They asked him, they said, O Messenger Wasallam, well, when they do something, I do something. They do good, I do good. So isn't that good enough? He says, no. لَيْسَ الْوَاصِلُ بِالْمُكَافِ إِنَّمَا الْوَاصِلُ الَّذِي مَنْ إِذَا قُطِعَ رَحِمُهُ وَصَلَهَا a person who's maintaining proper family ties is not the one who has a tit-for-tat relationship. You do good, I do good. He did me this, I did him that. It is the one whom when the ties are broken on one end, he goes out to mend them. He spends some time and he makes an effort to try and solve the matter. Make an effort. Then if there is no response from the other side, you fulfilled your duty. Once in a while you can keep on trying, but at least you tried. The Quran doesn't say, and the sunnah does not say your problems will be resolved, but you have to try. It's not easy to live within a big broader family, but you need to have a big heart. You need to learn to forgive. You need to learn to forgo. You need to learn to do your best. Yes, where there is oppression, you will need to stand up for the one who is right. There's no doubt. It does not mean that no, we are going to stand up for the one who's wrong simply because he's more powerful. Not at all. And that's why when the Prophet ﷺ was explaining the struggle and the jihad, he said, you know what is the best jihad? To speak the truth in front of authority that is very oppressive. You have someone in authority, someone powerful, in whatever, on whatever level it may be, but they are higher than you. And you're able to, in a beautiful manner, explain to them, in a beautiful manner, that you know what, this is the truth. We, with due respect, you are wrong. Subhanallah. Muhammad sallallahu says, Allah's ownership is so great 
that the creation of the skies, the heavens and the earth is bigger than the creation of man, but man doesn't know. Today when you catch a flight and you take off, after a little while you can't see anything. But in that little spot you're looking at, there are 20,000 people, each one thinking he or she is a big deal. They all got cars and houses and gold and silver and money and whatever else it may be. But right now where you are, you just went 30,000 feet above. You can't even see a thing. Allah says, you know what? If the whole of mankind from the beginning to the end had to ask me whatever they ever wished and wanted and I gave, Every single one of them, every single thing they ever wanted, it would not displace from my kingdom and my ownership, except when you put a needle into the ocean and take the needle out. What did it displace there? That is my kingdom. Allahu Akbar. Did you hear that? If you go into space like what they did recently, and they took photos of the earth, the smallest planet is the earth. The other planets are very, very big. Allah says the worst person, the last one who will go into Jannah will get whatever the size of the earth and everything it contains multiplied by 10 will only be for that person who's the last one to enter Jannah. Imagine if you were somewhere before the last. 10 times the whole world is only yours. <laughs> Subhanallah. How small is this earth in connection or comparison to the kingdom of Allah? Allah says nothing. You dip a needle. One day when I was a little bit younger, I took a needle when I went to Durban. And I put, just to see, I was like a fool. Put in the water and take it out. Say, this is the hadith says, that's the amount of kingdom of Allah. It displaces, it was nothing. Subhanallah. When Allah gives everyone everything they ever want from the beginning to the end. La ilaha illallah. My brothers, my sisters, as I end. I tell you, develop your link with Allah. You have no option but to make friendship with Allah. Do your salah. Don't be lazy. Get up in the morning. Don't be lazy. A day will come when you will be happy all the way. Your problems may not deplete, but your connection with Allah will help you go through those problems. Your connection with Allah will help you smile in the face of adversity and difficulty and hardship. When someone tells you, how are you? And you know you are suffering with everything. You are just going to say, Alhamdulillah. What else? That is a friend of Allah. Are we ready? Are we ready, my brothers, my sisters? May Allah make us that way. May Allah truly make us Ibadur Rahman. My brothers and sisters, when Bilal ibn Rabah radiyallahu anhu at the beginning of Islam was being tortured, he was being dragged in the hot sand on the hot stones and he was being harmed. He kept on repeating, Ahadun Ahad, I'm sure we have heard that. At that juncture, he had no idea what the future held, but he had hope in the mercy of Allah. He did not know that a day will come when he will be given the honor of calling out the Adhan in the same Mecca, in the same Masjid, on the same Kaaba in the vicinity of which he was being punished and penalized. At that juncture, right at the beginning, he didn't give up, but he knew that Allah has a better plan. When victory came, it came sweeter than he expected it. When Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu an and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa together with a few, 
were being persecuted in Makkatul Mukarramah. Subhanallah. The companions had conviction and hope in the mercy of Allah. But they didn't know exactly how Allah had planned the victory. That victory was sweeter and better than they had ever imagined. When Musa alayhi salatu was salam was faced with the Pharaoh, the destruction of the Pharaoh, and he used to kill the boys, and he used to commit and perpetrate the most heinous of crimes, they didn't know exactly in what shape the victory would come or when it would come. But they knew that Allah had promised them ultimate victory. They continued to have hope in the mercy of Allah. And this is why when they prayed to Allah to say, Oh Allah, when is this victory going to come? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala responded to the call of Musa alayhi salam and Harun. Moses and Aaron, may peace be upon them. We have indeed answered your prayer. So now we want you to be steadfast. The mercy of Allah, the help of Allah comes to those who are steadfast. But their journey to developing the closeness with Allah at times has in it the challenges of this world. We should never lose hope, my brothers and sisters. Remain steadfast. No matter what we are going through, it will never be worse than what Bilal ibn Rabah radiallahu anhu went through. Did victory not come to him? Did he not see days he didn't even imagine he would see? We cannot have gone through worse than what the Prophet Musa alayhi salam went through. Did he not see victory? And Allah tells him, your dua has been answered. It has been answered. Yet the destruction of the Pharaoh only came years later. In the interim, Allah told him, do you know what? Be steadfast, you and your brother. Don't lose focus. My brothers and sisters, the challenges you have on earth should bring you closer to Allah and not take you further away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whatever hardship be it. Thank you so much for listening to this short message. I pray that it has increased you in a little bit of motivation and hope. And the same applies to all of us. Jazakumullah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.